I would like to start the day with an ode to Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin, you are volatile. You are up and down. You, you're like the woman I love. Some days I love you to death, and some days I, I just want to fight you. Some days you make me feel like the luckiest man in the world, but other days, Bitcoin, you make me want to go get a divorce. Bitcoin made a big move last night, but it is part of a schizophrenic pattern of this cryptocurrency that I cannot fully explain, but I'm going to try. So we're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel. So buckle up your seatbelt, get comfortable. We're going to get started right now. Hello, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. Every day on the Black Financial Channel, several times a day, we talk about wealth, particularly black wealth. And uh, the number one condition is that in order to be on this platform, you got to put black people first. And you got to know that this platform is driven by black people. This is black owned media and uh, our community needs to be our top priority. So if you agree with this idea, if you believe that black people should come first, put a hashtag B and the number one in the chat, put a hashtag B one in the chat. If you believe our community needs to be our top priority as we build our wealth. Uh, what's going on, sir? Abu and Phil J and J J Cagle and Maurice Crane Jr. Uh, and sweet, great mom and Livingston, Deborah, Max Jerome, my brother, no more King, uh, ER Ben Israel, Will Rogers, Sean Solomon, Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, so let's jump into this. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button right now if you haven't done it yet. Uh, Bitcoin is, uh, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, I've been following cryptocurrency. And uh, let me know, how many of you noticed this morning uh, what happened with, with Bitcoin and crypto? Did you notice? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you followed what happened with uh, Bitcoin and crypto this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to open up my, my Coinbase app right now, and I will just tell you that this has been a crazy weekend, a crazy weekend uh, when it comes to crypto. Crazy week, really, actually, not just a crazy weekend. Uh, Bitcoin, which I refer to, I, I call that the 50 cent of cryptocurrencies or the 50 cent of financial assets. And the reason I say that is because if you remember when 50 cents career started, uh, what happened went right before he blew up. He got shot nine times and he could have died, but he survived. And then he went on to do great things. Well, Bitcoin is getting shot nine times. Bitcoin has a lot of haters, including the Chinese government. Uh, Elon Musk has stabbed Bitcoin in the back. You've got the U.S. regulators seeking to undermine Bitcoin and make it toxic. So Bitcoin, uh, which is, again, the 50, the 50 cent of all financial assets, is, has been shot nine times. And it's been amazing to watch it happen. Uh, this week, uh, Bitcoin, uh, in the past actual month, has gone down 25%. Uh, it went down as low as $30,000 after reaching a high as high as, I want to say, $64,889, $899, excuse me. Uh, and, and so what's interesting is <clears throat> that this week, uh, this past week was terrible for Bitcoin. Bitcoin was um, pretty much getting his butt kicked. And then last night, Bitcoin just did something really crazy. Bitcoin jumped in and uh, rose last night by 11.74%, which is a pretty big move for a financial asset in a day. The last hour has gone up about 1%. Uh, Ethereum's gone up 24%, 24.73% to be precise, in the last 24 hours. Ethereum, too, uh, another currency that's traded. I don't own any of that. That also went up 24%. Uh, what else? Binance went up 31%. Cardano went up 31%. I own some Cardano. Even your crappy little Dogecoin, 
I call it crappy little Dogecoin because our Dogecoin experiment has not gone well. I remember on April, or was it April 19th, I told you guys we were going to buy some Doge as an experiment. And just so you know, the experiment right now is failing miserably, but Dogecoin made a move last night. And I'm starting to believe that Dogecoin just tends to be correlated, meaning connected or tethered to other cryptocurrencies. That when the overall crypto market does well, Doge does well too. Right. So uh, if you are a person who buys dips, if you bought all the dips, then good for you. You did pretty well last night. Right. But I, I think I bought some of the dips. So I think I made a little bit of paper today. So uh, right now you're, you're just seeing crazy volatility with Bitcoin. The scariest thing about Bitcoin from a financial um, aspect or from a uh, an asset pricing perspective, uh, asset pricing is how you price financial assets. The scariest thing about crypto and Bitcoin from an, an asset pricing point of view is that. The price movements are not driven by any significant fundamentals in the value of the asset. They're driven by what people say. They're driven by rumors. And and so it's kind of like, um, you know, it's like uh, it's like kind of like being a Kardashian, right? A Kardashian doesn't have any real talent, right? We know Kim Kardashian can't, you know, her only real talent in the beginning anyway that made her blow up was that she made a sex tape. Well, anybody can do that, right? You ain't got to be talented to do stuff like that. Well, I guess maybe you kind of have to be, but, you know, whatever. But anyway, but, but Kim Kardashian became super famous and it became worth a lot of money because somehow the, this idea spread that she was this person that people wanted to be around. Nobody knows where that came from. Same thing with Paris Hilton and all these other socialites, right? Well, you know, the thing is that when you're in that state where you don't have any real value, any real talent, you know, Kim can't sing. She's not an actress. She's not very, she's not like a scholar or anything. Her ideas are not like super profound. Uh, You know, you're kind of in this weird space where your value can drop at any time just based on what somebody says about you right? Just based on what people think. So Bitcoin is like, is a little bit like a Kim Kardashian where, you know, it's hard to really tether and tie down the fundamental value of a Bitcoin. It's definitely hard to tie down the fundamental value of a Dogecoin. So what happens is that with Dogecoin, because there's no real fundamental value, uh, because Dogecoin is, again, that's also another Kardashian, uh, you know, you're, you're finding that these wild price swings are being driven just by what people say. That's it. You know, like Apple stock can't really move just based on what anybody says. Like Elon Musk can't come out and say, ah, I think Apple stock is crap and then plummet the price of Apple by 10, 20 percent. You can't do that because there's real economic value tied to a share of Apple stock. They can go back and look at they can say, oh, wait, wait, hold up, homie. Look, Apple made one hundred billion dollars in the last quarter. So you might be hating on Apple, but Apple has real talent. Apple has real factories and real production and real numbers we can look at to tell you that you're wrong. But um, but with Dogecoin, there's no such thing. There is no number. There is nothing you can tie it back to. So that's where you got to be careful with the crypto. So just kind of be mindful of that. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. T Dorsey, you're right. It is spe- you know it is very speculative. But sometimes speculation can be fun. So I'm not knocking it if you're speculating. I just want to make sure you're also investing in addition to speculating. Remember, at the California gold rush. Uh, 90, about 99% of the people that went to go dig for gold didn't get any gold at all. 99% of those people ended up broke. But the people who made money were the people who sold food to the people as they were going up to uh, to, to dig for gold. Uh, Levi's made a lot of money by selling jeans, blue jeans, really rugged pants for the people that were going up to dig gold. They said, look, hey, if you want to go dig for gold, we don't care if you find gold or not, but we know you're going to pay money for these pants as you go speculate. Uh, The people that made money in the gold rush were the people who sold shovels and picks to the people that were digging for gold. So don't just be a a gold digger. 
uh, you know, make sure you're also doing something else on top of that. Make sure you're positioning yourself where you're going to make money no matter what. Do you get what I'm saying? I hope you get what I'm saying. All right. First of all, thank you guys for the congratulations on our wedding this weekend. You see a picture of my beautiful bride, uh, Dr. Alicia Watkins, uh, right here on the screen. I always called her Dr. Alicia because I wanted to protect her privacy. I didn't want everybody knowing her last name. But now it don't matter what her last name was because her last name is my last name. So we got two Dr. Watkinses in the family. And uh, and believe me, I gave her a big, long kiss after we uh, said I do. And uh, I am very, very proud to uh, tell everybody how much I am in love with a black woman. I'm telling you, if you want your life to level up, find you a good quality, intelligent black woman, a B1, uh, intelligent black woman to be by your side and you will feel like a million dollars. So I feel like a million bucks. So I, I just want to say thank you all for the congratulations. Uh, we're going to run, we're going to try to run another live stream on uh, Dr. Voice TV. Uh, the first live stream was kind of iffy. So uh, I had the video team put together a nice package and we're going to run it again. If you want to watch the wedding uh, and stuff like that, uh, black love is very important. Relationships matter. Relationships are very important for wealth. Uh, don't, I'm not just talking about this for my health. I want you to understand that when you, have good relationships, you can build wealth. Uh, just to give you an example, and I'm going to go back to the stock market in a second, but uh, I was in uh, Houston this week and I was on a show uh, called Ghetto Boys Reloaded, hosted by my two buddies, uh, Willie D and Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. And so Willie D and I were talking and uh, we were, you know, we were kind of asking, like, what would you say to your 20 year old self? You know, like, what advice did you give yourself in the past? And Willie D said, uh, and I hope he doesn't, I don't think he'll mind me sharing this. He said, I would have networked more. I would have formed more relationships when I was young. He said, you know, with hip hop being such a crazy, dangerous space, you know, he, he didn't know who to trust and things like that. He said, I wish I had networked more. And I thought that was very profound because what he's saying is that relationships drive everything. That if you have good relationships, you can build wealth. So I want you to really focus on that and really understand that when you have the right relationships, it's very easy to pick up the phone, make a call, get some stuff done. I'll give you an example. Uh, two of my favorite rappers of all time, I'm about to be a little bit ratchet, are E-40 and Spice One. I love Bay Area rappers. I don't know why. They, I just love it. And I love the Bay. Oakland is a great place. Well, you know, I did, uh, when we came out in the wedding, and we were, uh, the song we came out to was uh, E-40 song. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Me, Alicia and I just both love that song. And, uh, and Willie was like, hey, man. He said, say, man, if you had told me that that was the song y'all was going to come out to, I would have got E-40 on FaceTime. I said, what? You would have got E-40 on FaceTime? Oh, man. And uh, he said, yeah, E-40's the homie. Now, here's the deal. Pay attention now. Pay attention. I'm talking about relationships and why relationships matter. So if I wanted to get E-40 on you know, FaceTime, I would have had to pay big money. He'd be like, well, my fee is $20,000 for FaceTime. Whatever it is, I'm E-40. Everybody wants to talk to me. So because I don't know you, you got to pay money, right? But because Willie has a relationship, it, it would have been free. Do you follow me? Like good relationships can make things better, make things easier to get done. Um, you know, or another example, Spice One is one of my favorite rappers. I mentioned uh, in the podcast, just, you know, I said, yeah, Spice One was actually one of my favorite rappers in college. And and uh, Scarface says, he says, hey, man, he said, yeah, I talked to Chico the other day. And Chico, that's his nickname, right? And I said, oh, wow. Okay, so this is cool. You know, so what I'm saying to you guys is that when you have the right relationships, Things can be easier to do. So what I encourage you to do is this. I want you to stop thinking about wealth as just money. Stop thinking about wealth as how much money you have. That's like, that's so, so one dimensional. Wealth is, it's like, it's like measuring a basketball player by how high he can jump. Sure, jumping high is very important, but there are a lot of great players who, who couldn't jump an inch. Larry Bird couldn't, couldn't get two inches off the ground, but that man was a great scorer. So, so stop thinking about wealth as just money. 
Wealth is also tied into your ability to manufacture and to create and facilitate and repair healthy relationships. So if you want to get paid, if you want to be successful, if you want your life to go well, go form some healthy relationships and maintain those relationships. Start with your own damn family. Start with your own family. If you start with your own family, guess what? You got a lot of good coworkers in your family. You might have some people in your family that can bring talent and resources and energy to the table that can help you get things done. Form healthy relationships. Be a healthy person. Kill that toxicity. Stop all that black hate. Let's replace replace the black hate with black love. If you if you're in a relationship, find your quality woman, not a jump off. If you find your quality man, don't go chasing these raggedy thugs who are gonna break your heart. Find a man who's gonna come through for you. Good relationships matter. So that's why I talk about the marriage with Alicia because uh, I'm not just because I'm proud of her and I'm I'm so honored to be by her side and that's a part of who I am now. Uh, but also because I want you to understand that relationships are critical in wealth building. Do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow him. Saying Clifton Jackson, do you get what I'm saying? I hope you get what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, all right. So let's let's keep going. Let's see here. Dave Smith says Larry could jump. <laughs> you know Larry. You know Larry Bird couldn't jump. Get, get out of here with that stuff. All right. So um, anyway, uh, by the way, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. I want you guys to also know that if you want to get a free training on how to get started in the stock market or how to get better in investing, uh, there's a free video that you can check out right now at firstshareofstock.com. Just go there. You'll sign up. You'll be on our email list. I'll send you stuff every day for free that you can look at that will make you a better investor. I love sharing information. I, my brain is full of knowledge. I want to pour it on my on my community so you, so that black people, my dream is that black people become the best investors on the planet. I believe we can pull this off. All right, guys, I'm going to flip the screen a second. Let me know. Give me a yes in the chat if you can still hear me. Let me know you can still hear me. So we talked about what's happening with Bitcoin. Bitcoin has some crazy wild price swings right now. It's kind of going doing ridiculous things. Uh, but right now, according to CNBC, they said Bitcoin bounced about 14% on Monday to 38,000. Uh, the price plunged last week to 32,000 on Sunday. Last Wednesday, the world's biggest cryptocurrency saw a single-day collapse of as much as 30% uh, to just above $30,000 per coin. Bitcoin hit an all-time high of 65,000 in April. So pay attention now. If you were buying at the 65,000 mark, then you've lost a grip. You've lost half your half your investment. Uh, you know now, I believe that Bitcoin, if it's not bothered will go to 100,000 by the end of the year. I, I've always felt that way, and I, I still believe it's possible. But the problem is Bitcoin, people keep messing with Bitcoin. You know, people keep messing with Bitcoin. You know, it, it just, it, 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 not, it doesn't just remind me of 50 Cent being shot nine times right before he blew up. I believe that, it, it, you know, you know, because if Bitcoin survives this, Bitcoin's going to take off. It really is. But Bitcoin may not survive. That's the thing that worries me. But it, it makes me think about The Godfather. I don't know if y'all remember the third episode, the third uh, installment of The Godfather, where he's like, Every time I try to get out, they bring me back in, right? So every time Bitcoin tries to bust out, they rein it back in. Every time Bitcoin is about to like really sprint and take off down the football field, somebody, clip, you know, tackles it, you know, uh, and, and takes it to the ground. So I think Bitcoin is still going to do well. I think it's still a solid investment from a fundamental standpoint. Everything checks, uh, you know, well, checks off pretty well for Bitcoin and Ethereum especially. But I wish they would stop messing with it. China is kind of the big challenger for Bitcoin right now. I would be, wouldn't be surprised if other countries start following suit. That's the thing I'm worried about is copycat crimes. You know, I'm sure that when 50 Cent got shot nine times, there were other people saying, oh, yeah, well, now that he's down, we're going to go get him in the hospital. You know, when Tupac got shot and he's in the hospital, you know, a lot of people were trying to come get him. MC Hammer was like looking around the hospital to make sure nobody came and got him. So it's kind of the same way with Bitcoin. I wonder if there are governments that are going to look at Bitcoin and say, OK, Bitcoin is down. Bitcoin got shot. The Chinese government really crippled Bitcoin. We're going to go in for the kill. 
I believe that the U.S. Uh, Sec- Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen hates Bitcoin. I believe I, I wonder if the new chairman of the SEC, I forgot his name. I wonder how he feels about Bitcoin. I don't believe the U.S. government has any incentive to love Bitcoin the way you and I do. So I encourage you to just be really careful when you invest with crypto because it can cost you almost everything. Okay. Uh, next point. Uh, U.S. cases of that virus. I'm not going to say the virus's name because it sets off all the little bots. Um, the, the, the cases are starting to drop. Why is that important? They said right before Memorial Day weekend, they said we've hit a record low, uh, 11 months, uh, the, the lowest level in 11 months. Uh, 49% of the country has received that shot. I'm glad everybody else got the shot because I didn't get it, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I don't knock you if you did. And I don't necessarily think you're going to die if you get it or don't get it. But at the same time, it's up to you to make that decision. I believe it should be your decision. The seven-day average of, an, of initial infections was 25,000 as of Sunday, according to data from Johns Hopkins. Uh, and so uh, the new infections have dropped. Why is that a big deal? Uh, well, the reason that they're announcing that the new infections have dropped and the reason it's a big deal, and, and I'm going to tie a little bit of my conspiracy theory self into this. I kid you not. I'm sorry, but I got to just tell you what I'm thinking. It's not I can, anybody can just read the news to you. Uh, I, I, I want to add value by interpreting this so to give you something to think about. Um, two things are happening. One is clear. The other one is not so clear. Uh, the drop in infections is important because what this says, pay attention now, is it says that Memorial Day is coming. And infections have dropped, which means that, that the country's starting to feel safe. When people feel safe, they what do they do? They shop, they buy, they they spend money, right? So now that people feel safe, they're going to spend money like nobody's business. Memorial Day weekend's coming. They are going to be packing up the malls. Uh, Memorial Day weekend is coming. They're going to be at the movie theaters. Memorial Day weekend is coming. They're going to be at their favorite restaurants at amusement parks. People are going to be spending money like crazy. Why does that matter? Well, because you are an investor. You own a piece of America. You own stocks in companies that are going to make a killing now that everybody's coming out and spending money. I talked to somebody who literally said that, um, who literally, a guy who literally said to me that he had thousands of dollars saved up that he was dying to spend as soon as he felt safe going to spend. So so that's what's going on, right? So the, the number of infections is dropping, so people are feeling safe. Now, let me tell you another look, but let me give you a little, another little side. Is I'm going to read between the lines on this. I don't believe that. I don't trust the government, to be honest with you. I don't trust the media. I just don't. I think the media, you can tell, uh, you know, with the media, we, we used to have a time where we had objective journalists. Now, the, the we don't have obje- objective journalists anymore. Uh, reporters are basically Democrats or Republicans. And you can tell whether they're a Democrat or Republican by what how they report the same information. Give me a yes or no if you've noticed this. I think media has become incredibly biased. Well, how can you use this bias to your favor? Well, let me tell you a little secret, y'all. I'm down in Texas right now, right? I'm in Houston. Uh, we got married in Galveston. Do you know that when I was down in Texas, almost nobody was wearing a mask? nobody. I drove. I had to go get my mother-in-law. We, we call her Nana. We love Nana. I had to go back. I flew back to Chicago. Nana does not like to fly on airplanes. She's scared to death of airplanes. She thinks that there's viruses and germs. And I'm not knocking it. Maybe there are, but that's what, how she felt. So I'm, I wanted to be you know, the best son-in-law I could be. So I flew back to Chicago, put Nana in the car. Me and my stepson drove Nana a thousand miles from Chicago to Texas to be in the wedding. Now, why am I telling you the story about Nana and driving from Chicago to Texas? I'm not telling you this for my health. I'm telling you this because it matters. 
On my way from Chicago to Texas, do you know that every time we stopped, I noticed when I'm in Illinois, I go in the gas station, everybody's wearing a mask. You can't even get in the store without a mask. You go down a little bit further south, St. Louis, you know, this. most people still wearing a mask. Not everybody, not as many as Chicago, but still most people. Get a little bit further south, get about, you know, I don't know, uh, Tennessee, masks start coming off. You start noticing the majority of the people in the store aren't wearing a mask. Get down to Arkansas, almost nobody's wearing a mask. You get down to Texas, they look at you, they look at you funny if you're wearing a mask. They think that's weird that you're still wearing a mask because nobody's wearing a mask. So I'm sitting there thinking this is so fascinating. Um, and, and, and you know, because because how is it that that in Chicago there is this fundamental belief that if you don't wear a mask, you're gonna die today, but in Texas, ain't nobody wearing a mask, and they're literally acting like the pandemic never happened. So, so, so if you're on the left, you, you're, you're looking at Texas and saying, oh my God, all those people are going to die. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have any idea. All I know is that the Texas government, when they report their number of new infections, they said we had 0.0% increases in new infections. Now, do I believe that? Hell no, I don't believe that. Because I, I think it's all propaganda. I think that they are reporting numbers that are consistent with the fact that the governor told everybody to take their masks off just a, a couple of weeks ago, and they don't want to look bad. I believe that they're doing a China. China's the same way. Literally a month or two after the virus broke out, the Chinese government is reporting, oh, we have a billion people in the country. Well, how many new infections did you have? What, uh, what, uh, half a million, uh, 400,000, uh, 800,000? They said, no, we had 12. We had 12 new infections in all of China last week. Were you at, wait, you at, wait, huh? You had 12 new infections? How did that? Yeah, we had 12 new infections and, and all those people were, came from Europe. Really, China, really? So you know that they're lying. I mean, really, you know that they're lying, right? They, they do, What they did was they said, look, we're not going to panic anybody. We don't want everybody to know how many infections that there are um, because we don't want people freaking out. So we're going to just handle this with our existing medical system, right? But then you go to the other extreme. Let me tell you about a place called Chicago where they destroyed their economy, made people not want to live there, made us move. We moved our whole wedding down to Texas because we said, man, this is crazy. In Chicago, they still think everybody's going to die if you don't, if you go outside without a mask. On. They built this gigantic facility. I'm talking about this because we're getting back to the economics. I want this. I want to tie this back to how your investments are going to do. Why your investments are going to blow up because the country's starting to feel safe. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. I'm going to tell you why everything's good and why the sun will come out and why you will see clearly now the rain is gone. I promise you, there's a point to this story. So in Chicago, um, they built this gigantic. Air stadium, they took this giant, gigantic area, I think it's called Memorial something, I forgot what it's called, but this big convention center, and they converted it into a place where they were going to bring all the people, all the tens of thousands of people that are dying from the infection, put them all in this gigantic place called McCormick Center, that's what's called McCormick Center, and there was a nurse who was like a little bit of a whistleblower, who literally, I think she went on the internet and she said, you know, we did all these preparations, spent all these millions of dollars and had all these hospital beds waiting for all these sick people to come in. And she said they never arrived. She said they never got there. Right. So so here's what I'm seeing. Now, again, get mad at me if you want to. But I'm sorry, I can't I can't tell you a lie just to be your friend. I got to tell you the truth. So even if you hate me, I just got to tell you my the truth. According to Boyce, I think that you have extremists that are driving narratives. You have people that think that the virus isn't real, and then you have people that think everyone's going to die if they don't wear a mask. All of this is aligned with politics. 
I knew the science was out the window when I got to the point where I could tell what political party you were in based on how you felt about the virus, right? I should not be able to ask you about the virus and then figure out what political party you're in based on your action or on your answer. That's that, that to me, that's ignorant, right? So, so here's what's going on right now. This is where I want to get to. Um, if you believe that a lot of this was exaggerated uh, in order to get Trump out of the White House, um, I think you might be right. If you believe that fear was injected into the American public in order to get people out to the polls to go vote for certain politicians to get Biden in office, then you're probably right. So, so here's their problem. Here's the problem they had, though. They did such a good job of injecting fear into the American public that they created about 50 million complete germaphobes. They, 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 they did such a good job of scaring the hell out of people that there are still people who are still in their house, locked in their house, under their bed, who don't want to see another human being until the year 2032. Well, why is that a problem? Well, because people like that don't go to the mall. People like that don't go to Disney World because they're scared they're going to die. People like that don't go and enjoy life. They can't go to their favorite restaurant anymore because they're afraid if they go in there, they're going to be dead. So how do you get people out of that trance? Well, you start issuing news reports. This goes back to the story I mentioned to you earlier. You start putting out reports saying, hey, guess what? Guess what? It, new infections have dropped to record lows. The record, nobody's getting the virus anymore. We did it, America. We did it. Right. And then you start saying, um, you know, things like, well, you know, have 49 percent of all Americans. We vaccinated 150 million people. So everybody's safe now. It's OK. Come on outside. Please spend your money because Memorial Day weekend is coming. And we need that to be a big financial weekend for our corporations because our corporations run our government. Our corporations are, are telling our politicians what to do. The corporations are saying, come on, yo, hey, chill. We got rid of Trump. Now we need y'all to go ahead and give us some good news so that we can increase this important variable in economic activity called consumer confidence. We must reinstill confidence. We did what the Marines do. The Marines, what the Marines and the military do is when, they, when you get in the military, their first job is to break you down. They want to tear you down to pieces, right? And then they have, but they have to build you back up. They can't just tear you down and then throw you out there because then you're going to be a soldier with no confidence, right? You're going to get killed. No, they have to build you back up. You know, if they just tear you down and don't build you back up, then you become like poor Kwame Brown. Michael Jordan tore Kwame Brown up, tore him down, excuse me, tore him down. And then and, and nobody built him back up. So Kwame Brown lost a lot of his confidence because Michael Jordan was barking at him all the time. That's why Kwame Brown's on the internet pissed off cussing everybody out, right? Because Kwame was 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 demoralized by a guy who didn't understand that when you break something down, you must build it back up. So what they're doing right now is they 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 realize we did a good job of breaking down the American public and scaring the hell out of them. And when, because when they're scared, they're going to do exactly what we say. Fear is the number one driver of economic activity. Fear is the number one driver of political choices, right? So if I scare the hell out of you, I can get you to go out and vote for people like Joe Biden, even when he promises you nothing, except for the fact that he'll protect you from whatever thing we've convinced you is going to kill you, right? Now that we've achieved that goal, we must make consumers confident again. We have to get that person, that little old lady who's been saving up thousands of dollars sitting at home during the pandemic to come outside and give us that paperback, give us that money. I believe that's going to be a pop right during Memorial Day. I think Memorial Day weekend is going to release some big, big economic numbers. The smart economists have already factored this into stock prices, but there are quite a few surprises that are going to come. When those earnings surprises are announced, I believe that's going to lead to a boost in stock prices. 
Uh, the big, the only thing you've got to worry about right now, economically speaking, is inflation. Inflation is the demon in the room that is scaring the hell out of the economists because they don't feel that the chairman of the Fed is properly reacting to the prospect that inflationary pressure could come from the fact that there's going to be so much demand and people spending so much money that it's going to push prices up. Right now, Apple has already stated that its workers want more money. They, they can't even keep workers. Amazon is already saying that, look, we can't even get people to come out to work because they're too scared to come out and we got to pay them more money, right? That's wage inflation. Uh, housing, the housing market is on fire. How, people are bidding like crazy for houses. I talked to my realtor in Atlanta. She said, oh yeah, some houses will get 80, 80 bids on the same house, right? So basically you have too much money chasing too few resources. So so the only danger of, of, of this pent up demand, as they call it, is inflation. But outside of that, you're going to see money being made hand over fist. People made money during during the pandemic. They're going to make even more money after the pandemic. And that's the key to understanding economics is to know that no matter what the economic conditions are, it's never raining everywhere. You know, no matter it's never raining everywhere. No matter what the conditions are, there's somebody always out there making money. There's always some market somewhere. There's some place you can have your money invested that can make money. You just have to be aware. Okay. So I hope that my my long-winded uh breakdown of this was helpful to you. I spoke a little bit more than I wanted to about it, but I had to make that point to you to say that I, I believe the stock market is going to do really well over the next couple months. I, I just have a, a hunch of that. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. And uh, and also um, uh, this week, uh, I we, we're going to meet for class tomorrow. So if you're in the Black Stock Market Program or if you'd like to join, uh, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's where I answer all my students' questions and we do a special lecture every single week. Uh, and also you have access to all the content that we've done up until this point. Everything that we do is recorded and stored. You have access to that. You also have access to what Dr. Boyce is buying, where I tell you the stocks that I'm buying every single week. And you can send me questions in advance. I will answer your questions during class. So feel free to go take a look at the blackstockmarketprogram.com. The best part is that the first month is totally free. It's either free or it's a dollar. It's one of those two, something like that. I got to double check. Well, feel free to go to the blackstockmarketprogram.com if you want to join our class in the Black Business School. The Black Business School, we have 140,000 students worldwide, and we are the number one economic educator of Black people all around the globe. We focus on Black people, Black wealth, et cetera. You ain't got to be Black to be there, but you, but you got to know the Black community is our top priority. So it's okay if you're not Black. If, if you're not Black, you can get in the car just know that black people are driving the car. So if, if, if that's your thing, if that's what you're into, feel free to go join my class at the blackstockmarketprogram.com. I'll meet you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. So have a good day. <clears throat> I hope this information was helpful. I got to go because I'm about to go eat breakfast. So talk to you guys soon and uh, love you and uh, I shall see you soon. Take care. Peace. <laughs>